Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. Tonight, we welcome back Joshua Michael. Uh, Josh, thank you for being here with us. Before we get started, Josh is starring in an upcoming movie coming out June 3rd on Epics. It's called Unhuman. That is what we are going to be discussing tonight. But before we get to that, how you doing, Josh? I'm hanging in, John. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you back. I uh, can't believe so much time has passed already. So, Unhuman. I have to admit, dude, I really enjoyed this flick. It is, uh, it's fun. And the way the story is told, it's sort of like a, it's told through like a storyboard comic book way of how the director envisioned it. You've seen the final product. What do you think about how the whole story is told? <laughs> well, well, first things first, I've, I've received two links for the uh, final product and I haven't, uh, I haven't actually had a chance to watch it. I feel like such a piece of shit, but I, <laughs> I, I have a hard time because the only way I would watch it is on an iPad or, uh, or my phone. And I, I don't want to watch it on either. I want to, you know, do it, do it. It's, uh, it's due and watch it on my TV. So, um what? well or or on a big bigger screen you know gotcha. um so i haven't seen it but i i uh you know it, it was a blast to make and i i've heard I, I got to see a little bit of uh my stuff because i went in for an adr session with the director marcus dunston um folks will know him from the uh the collector franchise uh-huh and uh just one of the sweetest dudes you could ever work with and the the whole the whole cast and crew was was awesome and, and to work with blumhouse again I, I you know that was a that was a dream too you're gonna love it when you see the movie and the way they put it together it is literally like storyboarding uh the sequences and yeah and and it has sort of a comic feel now as we know the movie is a comedy horror okay now that's a very difficult it, it can be sometimes tricky to pull off but they pull it off very well here what are your thoughts on horror comedies which are really coming out in a, an abundance lately do you like a good old you know horror comedy yeah i almost prefer them i, I you know i'm not a huge it's crazy because i end up in a lot of horror stuff i'm not sure if i mentioned this last time but i end up in a lot of horror but i don't i don't love horror i don't love you know the violence of things i i have pretty vivid dreams most of the time and uh, it, it tends to cross, it, it tends to cross those channels, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so stuff like zombie land and Shaun of the dead, I, I love evil dead, you know, uh, it's just, that's, that's actually kind of the stuff I, I really appreciate stuff that has a sense of humor, um, that isn't all, you know, torture porn. Exactly. Yeah. Wildness. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to hear that. And, and that's what I experienced in the, in the, the bit that I saw is I think that, Oh man, I, I think the editor's name was Chris. I hope I got that right. But the editor did such a wild job on that, on unhuman. Um, and, and I think really probably changed the, the feel of the film in, oh, a, yeah. in a good, in a good way. Really and good. you know, those there's, I think the, the uh, nature of those projects, epics, Blumhouse, those projects, they were shooting, I think, eight movies kind of back to back to back, and they had a pretty short shooting schedule. So they, um, you know, pulling off a, a good film in that short amount of time um, 
is hard enough. And Marcus actually accepted the job. He he had to t he had to take over after um, the previous director couldn't couldn't do the thing. Mm -hmm. So um, it it really it really was uh, uh, you know the, the fact that the movie came together and and it, it, you do like it and hopefully folks dig it. I mean, what I saw and what I got to experience was awesome and, oh, and working yeah. with the, the folks around. And we're going to um, get to your parts here in a minute. The synopsis sure. of the movie is basically it's a bunch of high schoolers, senior uh, seniors in high school. They embark on a field trip and on the bus ride to them enjoying nature, what the field trip is about. They get into an accident and, of course, things start to go sideways from there. Now, there's a... There's a quote in the movie. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you heard it or not, but the underlying theme of unhuman is bullying. Okay. Uh, and the effects that bullying has not only on kids, elementary, high school, and beyond. But what I like about this, it deals with bullying in adults as well. Now, there's a line in the movie that goes 99% of teens wouldn't be bullied if they simply believed they didn't deserve it. So that's kind of a harsh statement right there, but powerful. Uh, what are your thoughts about the horror genre tack tackling on a subject matter like bullying? And You know, it makes so much sense to me, to be honest. I, I think a lot of folks that find their way into appreciating horror or appreciating kind of subcultures and i think maybe more before marvel became such a huge uh, uh you know marvel and dc be yeah. becoming such huge um, pieces of culture i mean I, that that was that was nerd culture and now it's it's popular culture it really is but i yeah. you know i i think that's ex that it makes complete sense to me that 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 would be the case for this this particular movie and and i think you know, you know it's not the first time I think bullying has been tackled uh, in, in horror, but I, yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 it, it makes sense to me. Now, Josh, I got to tell you this. This is now the second time we've spoken. You're one of the nicest people out there, right? But oh, thanks, when you are in character, man, you can be just straight up evil. I mean, that's how good you are, okay? It's like, is that the same dude that I spoke to? I mean... Because I'm going to give you an example. Uh, your character in Unhuman, Chip, that's the name of your character, has a, gives a speech on the school bus, a monologue yeah. that you give, and you knock it out of the park, all right? Oh, thanks, man. Now, did you get that on the first take? Uh, and if you did or didn't, what kind of inspiration, like for a scene like that, what do you draw upon to bring it and have such a powerful impact on the viewers. Well, it's funny. Uh, it's it's wild actually because Marcus that was a that was a day before edition the the monologue. Marcus told me he he had written this thing for me or or whatever, and I was excited to have a little bit more material. Um, and then reading it, I was like, oh, this is this feels very much from Marcus's heart and also, you know, it feels very much from my heart, not, I didn't experience bullying so much as, um, as my brother did. I, I have an older brother and, uh, you know, talking about kind of like that, 
that transition of nerd culture into popular yeah. culture. My brother, I, I think everything that I've that I think is awesome, you know, that I play D and D now. I, you know, I I was into Star Wars and into Marvel mm -hmm. comic. I was into more more so Image comics because that kind of yeah coincided with when I was growing up. Um, but you know, I, I I was into all that stuff. I had a reference for all that stuff very early on because my brothers were so into it, and so I have two brothers actually, both of which were our artists, and um, you know, being uh, seeing how they experience life, and uh, you know, taking I was able to kind of cherry pick the cool aspects of those cultures, um, you know, and and walk away talking about having conversations yeah. about you know the watcher or whatever and and being able to like you know have have conversations about the deeper marvel stuff or deeper nerd culture stuff yeah. because my brothers they they so uh so studied those those worlds yeah um and but they they were my, my older brother john i think was very was picked on and and suffers from severe depression and um, so it all makes sense in, in experiencing their the way that the ways that they were picked on and the, the types of people that picked on them. Um, you know that that I think that all came out. It it it, it felt very personal to me. For and, and it was wild because that is that is one of the. I think the first time we we ran through the monologue, I I felt like I was connecting to the piece in a different way, and then. Yeah. Um, even as I was working through it, it, you know, you, you respond to good writing and Marcus wrote a really, a really nice piece there. And then I, I really hope I'm getting the name right, but I think Chris really did a nice job in the edit and that thing. Cause we did have to go back and pick up some of that stuff in ADR. I mean, it had a, it, your speech, it, it was powerful. It has an impact. It's It's going to yeah. be relatable with a lot of people, not the speech itself so much, but the way you deliver it. And that's why I had to bring that up. So, Chip, your character, obviously was bullied when he was in school. Uh, he's a yeah. little bit older than the high school seniors. Uh, is your brother's story what you used as inspiration to sort of help you fill a backstory for what Chip is all about and why he's doing what he's doing? No, I don't think my I don't think my brother would ever got to the point where he was. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, but I yeah, got exactly. you. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. Uh, but I. But just just knowing, you know, people you love and care about, and, and finding that commonality, and, and that's that's the thing I think a lot of folks that play end up playing villains do is they say, "All right, so this person isn't me, but how how could I become this person? How close am I to that?" Yeah, and and you realize a lot more times than not that you are a lot more close to that person you empathize with that Absolutely. person or, or sympathize like and sometimes empathize yeah. with that with that type of character now you have made a very successful career of playing the bad guy but underneath that you know umbrella of a bad guy there are different types of bad guys that you have played uh, you know, you have the Chips, who is a product of his being bullied and upbringing. You have people that you've played who are just flat out mean and so on. Uh, do you approach every antagonist role that you take on 
uh, trying to figure out as uh, what really is their driving force to make them be the way they are, whether it's they're born that way or a product of their environment. Yeah, I, I, I think most of the time I, I try and find something that I latch onto in the dialogue, you know, and, and say, all right, what do I identify with here? Like, I'm not a murderer, I'm not a rapist or a drug dealer, uh, but I, what what are the things? What are the things that I've the thoughts that have crossed my mind, and my better angels got the best of me and and defeated those yeah. those things, you know. Uh, um, and I I talk about it occasionally, like you know, driving is when I'm my biggest piece of shit, and a lot of people are, is you know, because you you have this <laughs> this wall of glass and metal in between you and you're also driving a deadly weapon so you're yeah. it's like drive you know it's it's like having a gun in your hand and pointed at everybody um and so you you know you think the the worst thing you do oh this piece of shit pulling up on my left like yeah. you are, are passing me on my fucking like i was driving back from savannah today um and just thinking about like you know this piece of shit going slow in the fast lane and this piece of shit passing me on my right and like you don't know how dangerous that is man and like you got your phone in your hand the whole time you know like uh that kind of stuff you exactly. know you, you and yeah you, you have we all have that stuff i think and i think the more you deny that you have those things the more you become someone who doesn't understand themselves and hates themselves because they don't they don't embrace those parts themselves absolutely i completely agree uh in unhuman it's weird every character in the movie has an arc the the high schoolers everybody uh the people in the beginning of the movie that you start out hating you sort of may end up liking as the movie goes on as when they're thrown into this situation and they have to sort of put their bullying aside and you have the popular kids and the not so popular kids and they have to work together uh but yet they're also there's still that animosity you picked on me you're bullying me so i mean i love that aspect as you know within a 90 minute movie you see these kids uh go from the beginning where the bullies are total dickheads and you feel sympathy for the the kids being picked on to where everything is just flipped around 180 degrees uh when you were reading the script what, what were your thoughts on that yeah i was i was stoked about it actually i the script took me for you know by surprise and i it i i think in a 90 minute film and especially a horror film to to respond to something emotionally uh, is pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, and it seemed like a it's an interesting take on the stuff. And uh, yeah, I, it, it's tough not to say too much about I it. Know, but I, I know, I know, it's 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 hard to walk around the spoiler landmine. Yeah. but uh, the cast that they assembled uh, a lot of fresh faces, but they really did an excellent job. Uh, yeah. Drew Shy played Stephen. Uh, Uriah Shelton plays Raymond, Brianne uh, Jew plays Amber, then of course yourself. Uh, you're like the veteran on, on the set. Um, what was it yeah. like working with everybody else? And did anybody come up and, you know, ask for advice? What was it like being on the set for the time that you were there? 
well, it's wild because I yeah, the, they're so those kids are so young and they're 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 so good and oh man, Bree, I think, I mean, really knocking my socks off. She <laughs> and she's the lead in the film, and I, I, I just give her so much credit because she's she's so good, but she also is so. She, I I sat down with her one day and she had a whole notebook of the script and and also a notebook that kind of accompanied that script and had worked through all the beats and you know when you're when you're doing something so quickly I think we had it was a 21 day shoot or something mm -hmm. maybe even shorter than that but um, to be the lead in something and you know they they act they ask a lot of you and then when you're acting these scenes scene to scene out of chronology. You kind of have to connect the dots and yeah. that's a, that's a difficult task that i don't think there's a lot of you don't get a lot of training for that in whatever you know mm -hmm. classes you go to it, you get that training when you accept a lead role in something and so you're you know you day one you may be shooting the end of the film and you know day seven you're shooting the second scene and you know you're shooting something closer to the end later in that day because of locations and whatever whatever else you need so you're trying to connect all those dots in your head and she had such a uh an organized approach to that i don't she's going to be huge i think i don't I, I, there's, agree. I don't see there's any way that she she will not succeed in this business and she's, she put, she's so and headstrong she, and she put on a hell of a performance now in the time we have left in the few minutes you have done a lot of stuff since you're a very busy guy. Uh, you, uh, 50 States of Fright, you've appeared in that. And we actually had the uh, writer and directors of one of the segments on that. 50 States of Fright is an anthology that yeah. came out. What was your experience working on that? That was awesome. I, I worked with uh, Adam Schindler and, and Brian Nito. And Brian Nito. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Those were Nito. Nito. I don't know how he pronounces his last name. That's why I didn't say it. But Brian Netto, I think it's Netto. Any Netto, Netto. Brian, I'm sorry if we screw it up. <laughs> yeah, but they're those guys are sweethearts. And so I did a movie called Intruders with those guys that was a real contained horror mm -hmm. um, horror film, and uh, got to work with them again on Fifty States. And you know that thing was originally for Quibi, and then got sold elsewhere. I think it's available elsewhere now, but. It, what the thing about Fifty States is, as it's as time passes, it's really gaining in popularity. It's becoming yeah. more and more popular. So that's cool. Yeah, I I, I really felt like because I think that, that Quibi stuff was so interesting because they tried to break it up into smaller segments that that really were larger episodes, and so once people can sit down and watch those things all together, I think yeah. that that really helped and for folks to have better access to it. It's on, is it on two? I don't know where it's available. But I see it advertised on my Roku. Uh, I believe. Roku, exactly. That's where it yeah, is. Yeah. I think it might be like on the Roku channel. Uh, yeah. It might also be on what is now called Freevee, what used to be IMDb TV. It's available sure. on several different places. Uh, you also uh, did an episode of Creep Show. Uh, yeah. What was it like to be reunited again with Greg Nicotero? Man, that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I work in that that show because I had auditioned for it a couple of times and then um, a number of times, actually. I actually, you know, and then they had that whole Marilyn Manson thing and I had kind of committed to not auditioning for it again. And then they 
kind of denounced that motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, didn't air that episode that he had shot. Yeah. I had auditioned for, and my, my buddy Jordan Woods Robinson also auditioned for. He was on, he was also on, on uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, to, to end up on the show and work with Greg again, um, you know, that, that was just, it was a, a cool, cool experience. And the particular episode being the season three finale and mm-hmm. having the tie-ins with Night of the Living Dead, um, it, you know, I just felt that that was just very, very fortunate. And Christian Gonzalez, who is the, who plays the lead in that, in mm-hmm. that particular spot is an awesome awesome guy and an amazing actor and has such a cool like humphrey bogart look um Absolutely. i don't have you have you caught the episode have you had a oh yeah 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 it's awesome yeah it's 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 slick it's a it's a slick episode and i i was thrilled to to work with john harrison too and uh he, you know that guy's amazing you know you you end up on that show and it's it, it i feel like such a piece of shit because i'm again not the biggest horror fan, but I know everyone I'm running into is horror legend, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, you've got some, what stuff that's coming down the pipe for you that are, that you're really excited about to come out? Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I was sitting around reading this, this book here, Manhunt. Um, it's the, yeah, the 12 day chase for Lincoln's killer. I'm, uh, I'm working on it's, it's, um, uh, Apple TV show that will, you know, uh, that about is about John Wilkes Booth. About John, yeah, about the Lincoln Lincoln assassination and, and John Wilkes Booth. And I play one of the co conspirators, wow. this guy, John Surratt Jr. And, and just reading through the book is uh, it, it's wild. Monica Belinsky, I, I think is how you say her last name. Oh, I hope I got that right. Um, uh, but she she was a, a writer on Fargo showrunner on Fargo and um, just so the, the scripts are so good. And um, the book itself, the source material is great. And uh, yeah, I play one of the co-conspirators and the story around it, you know, people think they know the, the story of the, the Lincoln assassination. And I thought I did at least and and I, there's just so much to it. Well, and that's, and that's going to be a TV series. Yeah, it'll be a TV series. Nice. Um, Can't wait for that's that. what I'm working on now. And then I, I did a movie called They Clone Tyrone that should be out on Netflix later this year. I did a movie called Brothers with with Sam Barbacow, who directed Palm Springs, mm-hmm. if folks know that. Um, and that's Josh Brolin and Glenn Close and Peter Dinklage uh, and Brendan Fraser. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but but hey you know it's great man you're a busy guy you've got all yeah. this work lined up i mean what more can you ask for right i'm i'm fortunate very very fortunate to be a a, a dude of a certain look that that i, I play a lot of shitheads and i'm able to, <laughs> to wind up in these things that these projects that are shooting in georgia that's uh, awesome josh i yeah. want to thank you so much for coming on here you're a great guy again i you, I, John, you too I talk to you and then I'm going to see you again on the screen and you're going to be playing a douchebag. And I'm like, is that really Josh? Yeah. Yeah. It's bad, man. You're awesome. Thank you so much for coming on here. I want to thank our audience for tuning in live. And those of you who can be watching this later on, the movie again is called unhuman. It's going to be on epics June 3rd. It's a horror comedy 
There's a twist in it that is going to really blow your mind. You will not see it coming. Check it out. What you think the movie is about halfway through, it's completely the opposite. That's all I'm going to say. It's just a real big twist. So, again, thank you to Joshua Michael. And on behalf of Josh and myself, stay safe. Till next time, stay walking. Bye, everybody. Take care. Thanks, Mike.